With the playoff basketball just underway, it's time for us to look at the Golden State Warriors season. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, with my splash bro co-host, Zach. Okay, man, I just want to say this before we get into this. I really miss playoff basketball, and it's back. We're not in the bubble, and it's just great to see fans back in uh, the arena, especially Madison Square Garden. So just love playoff basketball, even though Warriors aren't real, aren't in it. So yeah, at least we don't have to stress out a bit for that. So great to nah, see I miss I miss the Warriors playing I relevant, do. relevant basketball. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too, but I mean... Hopefully that happens next year. More better happen next year. I'll yeah, be, I'll be led. I mean, we're still kind of salty about it, but it, what, what can we do? All right, so um, we're just going to be looking at you know the Warriors overall this season. Um, if our expectations at the beginning kind of lived up to the hype, and just kind of see what they're going to do moving forward. So, episode forty-three. Thanks y'all for sticking around. Let's get started. So, um, Zach, I want to start off in the beginning. Didn't we say something like, you know, 40-plus wins or something for this team, like a six, six, fifth or sixth seed in the beginning? I can't remember, but I feel like it was somewhere along the lines of that. So, I mean. I mean, like that. I mean, the Warriors were finished 39 and 33, so that's pretty close to 40 wins. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's but not, not, a six seed, though. not a six seed. Um <laughs> If I were to overall say if this was season was a success or failure, I'm probably in the middle, honestly. But I if you had think, to give it a grade, if you had to give it a grade, if, I think if I gave it a grade, it would probably be a D plus, C minus. Yeah, I'd probably give the same one too. Um, I feel like if you have an MVP finalist and a defensive player of the year finalist in Draymond Green and Steph Curry, your team should be in the postseason and at least the fifth or fourth or four or five seed. Um, Obviously that wasn't the case because of the lack of talent on this roster. And if you honestly look at the depth chart, more than half the drop off. More the more than half the team had probably had probably had a stint in the G League one time before other than yeah let's Steph, look at this let's Steph had like a this. day and a half stint in the G League but he did not play a G League game but Draymond I don't think ever played in the G League I don't think Andrew Wiggins ever played in the G League um so we got Jordan Poole I don't know if Pascal did uh Bazemore for sure. I think he was Damian yeah. Lee JTA Mulder Mannion all those Hayden, guys Smiley so that's like six or seven guys out of a 15 man yeah. roster and if you, yeah, if you examine those six or seven guys, there's only two guys who are really certified to be on this people. roster next year. That's JT and Jordan Poole. The rest can get out the door, honestly, if you want to have a championship contending team. Um, but I'd say this season was probably a C plus, C minus, D plus. I wouldn't say, I think it's probably. I mean, you could say it's a failure because you didn't make the playoffs and you have Steph Curry on your team who's healthy, um, at least for a majority of the year, other than his uh, hairline fracture and his tailbone. Um, 
but I still think that at the beginning of the year after Clay got hurt, it, the Warriors front office wrote it as a write-off, which I think yeah, they, they, they which I, the season. which I had a very big problem with because I think at, even after last year with how terrible that team was, I think you honestly kind of deserved Steph and Draymond deserved a actual run in the championship. I know that if you don't have Clay Thompson, you're not going to win a championship, but they Steph and, Dr- a chance. Steph and Draymond a deserved chance. that. And seeing that in an athletic article where Bob Myers was interviewed saying that he didn't know that Steph would be this great. Like, man, he's a two-time MVP and he's the one of the, he's, is he, I'm pretty sure he's the only unanimous MVP and he, he, and he's Bob Myers comes out and says, I didn't know he would be this great. Well, he is this great. So now he deserves a championship contending roster next year. That just don't, that's the majority. And I think that front office, once Clay got hurt, I feel like they just wanted to season to be a development year for James Wiseman. I don't think it was Steve Kerr's idea whatsoever. I think the front office told Steve Kerr that no chasing wins, try to develop James Wiseman, which I think is unfair to Steph Curry and Draymond Green. But I think after James Wiseman got hurt, they played the normal Warriors basketball and they chased wins and they got into the play in tournament. But Overall, I think it's probably a C minus D plus, um, and the Warriors have obviously a big roster. They really need to reload this roster, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you know, once Clay got hurt, they punted the season, which was honestly unfair. I mean, they were stuck in this middle as we discussed this entire season between developing rookies, James Wiseman as the rookie, or chasing wins, and. You know, if they want to say success, that's their opinion. But I think it's a failure. If you have a hard time developing rookies, I mean, James Wiseman was basically a negative on the court. The dude literally had no idea what was going on. Yes, I know the circumstances of James Wiseman. But, you know, if you're punting the season as a development season, you know, you got to do a better job at developing your rookies. At least have and, a great scouting department, which the Warriors uh, sadly don't have. Yeah, I mean – and then chasing wins, I feel like that was on the back burner until the second half of the season when I think when James went down, I think like the third game after the All-Star break. So it's like you can't really call it a success if you cannot succeed in one thing. And it's just disappointing, especially since, you know, we saw this great season from Steph and, you know, you exactly. can't really – like do much with all of this yeah of course we're disappointed yeah of course you know we didn't make the playoffs but it's just if you look at the roster i mean it's a disservice as we've said many many times before a disservice to Steph, a disservice to green i mean if draymond green isn't your fifth best def- like offensive player on the court then there's a problem because you can't have Draymond as your second or third scoring option it just can't be like that so and if you want to look at rookies we can talk about James Wiseman um Zach if you want but I think um if James was on the court I think the whole team was like negative in net rating and then once 
James went off, I think the team became positive. You saw that in, I think, the whole stretch in March through May when they went on like a, like probably a 15 to five run. I don't remember the numbers, but I feel like James really hindered what the Warriors identity was supposed to be. And once James got injured, I think that's when awards began to start running. So I don't know. I feel like looking back, maybe the draft pick may have not been so great, but you know, you don't want to grade it so early, but you got to think for next year. Do you think James is going to be on this team? I don't know. Zach, what do you think? Bob Myers's press conference after the season ended. It sounded like it sounded like James Wiseman was in the Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson category. He was untouchable. That they had no no interest in trading him whatsoever. Um, I still think you still have to be open to offers because I personally think that if you still if you go only through free agency and there's not like a trade for an all-star caliber player. This team won't win a championship next year. I'll just state it as that. Um, I I think you need to go out and get all-star caliber players like Malcolm Brockton, Miles Turner. um, It's just someone who can score. Yes, exactly. Who can create for themselves. Exactly. To take the the amount of pressure off of Steph. Yes. Because, yes. like, you need someone like like a Karis Lever who can score, you know, with the ball in his hand. He doesn't have to have someone create for him. Or just, that was an example. I can't think of any other probably exactly. free agents. But, like, those kind of players that can shot create, I feel like that's going to be so helpful exactly. to, like, a bench unit to where, you know, if you need 10, 15 points, you know, you can turn to that dude and say, hey, you know, we need 10 or 15. Can you get that for us? And, you know, probably deliver. So I feel like that's the biggest need moving into the off season. Exactly. Um, Kawhi Leonard, a perfect example. Um, <laughs> that's only if they get bounced into the first round and, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's I just, getting interesting, getting interesting. I just don't think Andrew Wiggins is that guy. Honestly, I think Andrew Wiggins has impressed me this year a lot. I think he had a lot of bright spots, Promise. just too inconsistent in my opinion. I don't think he's going to help the Warriors long-term whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, Andrew Wiggins, I'll feel like that's a whole conversation with Andrew Wiggins. I mean, yeah, I mean, he shined defensively, um, you know, being that first, like, I guess, the defensive option for the Warriors. I feel like that kind of made him shine, especially with his length, um, his height and all that. And he, got, he, led the, he led the team in blocks with one block a game, and he's guarding the best player, their opposing team's best player, but if you look on the offensive side, you know, yeah, you're, you're going to get like 15 to 18, but is it, you know, going to be always there? You're, are you going to get 25 a game from Wiggins if, you know, Steph doesn't drop 20, 30 plus every single night? So it's just way too inconsistent for Wiggins, even though I really like how he's um, done defensively this season, but I feel like you can find better options elsewhere. Exactly. And I think you really need to consider trading James Wiseman, seriously. Because I think if you trade James Wiseman and trading that Minnesota pick, that you'll get some all-star caliber level talent in return. 
And you can also trade their own pick. Get a too, veteran they, big. Like, like pick. seriously, just get a veteran big, like a guy like Miles Turner or a guy like I don't know who what veteran bigs are out in free agency, but we need the, there needs to be some veterans in that second unit. That second unit's way too young, in my opinion. I think JTA and Jordan Poole have solidified themselves as members of that second unit, but I would not be opposed to signing Andre Godala walking him welcoming him back on a veteran minimum contract because I think even though he's getting older, he can still contribute more than Michael Mulder ever did. Um, <laughs> At least Iguodala can make shots when it mattered. Uh, hence, game five against the Toronto Raptors. That's just one example. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, they really need a veteran presence besides Steph and Dre. I feel like, as we said, Clay, if Clay hadn't gone down, there there was probably reports saying um, there would have been free agents that would come to the Bay Area. Um, but, you know, he, once Clay Dent went down, they just crossed it off their list. That was just the source. I am not sure about that. I don't know if that is factually correct, but that is just um, a statement probably by someone. I'm sorry if I don't know you. But, I mean – there's going to be free agent bigs. You want to ring chase. Um, you saw what David West, JaVale McGee, all those two got like those guys did. So, I mean, there's probably going to be some guys out there who want to ring chase with Steph, um, try to run it back one more time. But, you know, if you want to look back at the season, I feel like their biggest, like real, like biggest failure was not doing anything at the trade deadline. Um, I traded in Uber. Yeah, you could have traded Ubre. You could have used your DPE from the Clay Thompson injury, and you know they didn't do it. Um, especially since like they basically ran an eight-man rotation without Ubre. I feel like they would have had better use of having an extra two bodies in there, so that you know the wear and tear of the eight guys wouldn't have taken such a toll, especially in the playing games. So I mean, Zach, I mean. Well, is it even a good decision not to do anything if you're the Warriors front office? I think you seriously could have traded Ubre and gotten some value in return. Guy like Bogdan Bogdanovich, who's playing well in Atlanta. Um, just trading him for nothing, knowing that there's a chance that he might walk in the offseason, I think is just like, what are you doing? That's just pointless, honestly. Um, because you know he's going to want to get paid this offseason. And if you're the Warriors front office and you already know that you're not going to want to pay him the amount he wants to get paid, like 20 to $25 million is, is what he wants, then trade him at the trade deadline. I seriously think that the Warriors would have been better off if they traded Uber at the trade deadline for a guy like Radonovich or any other or draft capital, I feel like just getting him for something, I mean, probably like a player or something with draft capital or something, probably would have done something. But I feel like, especially since, as I said, when Ubre went down, it was just they had to stick to that eight-man rotation. I feel like it did um, cost them in the long run towards the end of the season. And especially that DPE that they could have used for like guys like Dwayne Deadman, um, just like a better, like a body. Not Jordan Bell. Of course, Jordan Bell is a warrior and all that before, but like a veteran big that you could have used a DPE with, I think it was like a $9.3 million exception. But like still, 
you got to use it to win. I feel I thought they were going to be chasing wins the second half of the season. I guess they didn't want to do it. So, you know, it was upsetting not to see any moves besides like, like the really minor, minor, like Brad Wanamaker, Marquise Chris getting traded, but it's just, what can you do about it? Um, so moving forward from that trade deadline, I feel like overall the season, there was a lot of tossed away games, Zach, if you want to like, just, if you think about it, there's probably like 20 plus games where they just basically threw it away. Um, you know, they're really close games, like the Celtics games, Orlando games, um, you know, those tight margins, um, feel like they could have pushed them up to like the sixth seed and avoid the play-in. So, I mean, it was just all about the margins, Zach. So, I mean, if you want to touch upon like those um, close games in the season, be my guest. There's a lot of games that they should have won that they lost. And I seriously thought that that could have improved their seeding and they would have, wouldn't have ended up in the plan, but it's way too much. Uh, Collapses in the fourth quarter. Yeah, um, I mean it has to do with like young roster. I mean, um, I know Steph is always in there. He's gonna carry this team, but like, it all came down to execution. Um, but, but I mean, as as I've said, this isn't the Warriors of before. This is the Warriors of now, and they don't have the experience closing games. So, um, it's basically just Steph and everyone else, basically. So. Um, can't really say much about this. I mean, we're still kind of salty about it. We're just um, hoping that next season um, we get good pieces, you know, hope Clay returns to his peak self. But, you know, I feel like the front office is banking way too much on Clay Thompson coming back healthy. Um, I feel like that's not fair. As we said this before, but it's not fair to to like bank on the fact that um, Clay Thompson comes back healthy. So that's just me, but they shouldn't be banking on Clay Thompson coming back healthy. So we'll get some pieces. Steph Curry said that the Warriors are going to be. You won't want to see us next year. Um, so go get a guy like. Kawhi Leonard, and then I'll be satisfied with Steph's statement about you don't want to see us next year. But who knows if Kawhi wants to come to the Bay, man? I, I hope mean, so. I have no idea. I have no idea. I'd rather have Kawhi Leonard than Paul George, that's for sure, though. Um, Draymond's probably already called him, so I think we're in good hands. Um, um, During the season, like, what do you think could have been improved upon? I feel like there has been a lot of things that they could have improved upon, especially, like, you know, know, making the offense much simpler. Playing GTA from the start. Yeah, it's one of them. Also, Jordan Poole not being a part of, like, the rotation until, like, probably three three to, like, a month or so after All-Star break. Um, I feel like it was too much fumbling around rather than solidifying the rotation 
probably early on in the season. I think that was the biggest problem, in my opinion. I think they figured it, figured it out a little too late, and it kind of did cost them at the end. So, yeah, I mean, you got <laughs> you had Brad Wanamaker, Nico Mannion, um, playing big minutes instead of JT or Jordan Poole. So, I mean, that's a problem. That yeah, was that wasted problem. that wasted games. It did. Um, Nico Mannion starting the second unit. That's absolute pitiful. That's just <laughs> not good at all. Like seriously, bro. I mean, uh, I mean, he's a basketball player. You know, I don't want to rag on him too much, but he didn't feel he didn't look like he was an NBA type player in my opinion. I don't want to sound mean, but that's that's just the state of the league sometimes. Sometimes you're cut out for the NBA, sometimes you're not. Um, and Nico Mannion fits the bill of not fitting in the NBA. Um, so I feel like they got to move on from Nico. They got to move on from, oh, basically Smiley Geach. They got to get rid of him. I don't know why they're paying what, what, the dude like $1.6 a year. That's just like... That's easy money. You know, the dude's just sitting on the bench getting paid $1.6 I feel like anyone can get paid $1.6 to get sit on the bench. I'll take that any day, my brother. <laughs> I want that cash. That's easy money right there. <laughs> but, I mean, they should – I don't even know why they drafted him. He looks like he doesn't even – like, he's not even, like, a G League type player. Like He'll be I off the roster. Yeah, so overall, um, if you want to have any closing remarks, but it's just overall, I feel like it was disappointing um, knowing that you got a top three finest MVP, you got a top three deep DPOY, and it's just, I feel like it could have done more rather than an eight seed and getting knocked down a play in. I feel like their ceiling should have been a fifth or sixth seed. Um, as we said, and um, they didn't live up to it. So oh, that's a problem. And that needs to change next year in order to have another title run. If they're going to have a title run, this is probably going to be the last one for Steph, Clay, and Dre. The, last, the core three, in my opinion. Like they probably got another three to four years at it, and that's probably it. Three yeah, probably. Yeah. Steph's 33 or something like that. Yeah. And you go all the in. Most of it. You go exactly. all in. You do not mortgage. I mean, no. You mortgage your future to go all in on Steph. Exactly. No more No. No more saying James Wiseman. We're not interested in trading him. Stop that behavior, please. A lot of fan bases would trade their souls for Steph Curry. Now, let me just be honest with you. I mean, Golden Golden State Warriors fans got super lucky with Steph Curry. Don't take him for granted. Yes. Yes. Minnesota had a chance to pick him twice, but they didn't. Uh, Sorry. Sorry, Wolves fans. But you guys did have two chances at it. But you guys have a promising future, though. You got a promising future if you're T-Wolves fan. You got Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns may be a warrior next year. Stop. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, since we're talking basketball, last thing, if you want to, but you know, give me your finals prediction. 
I say Nets. I say Net Nets make it to the finals. Just I don't know who makes it out of the West though, but that I really sounds... don't know. I really don't know who makes it out the West right now. So mm, Nets, Suns, or Nets, Jazz. You think the Jazz can finally break through? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. That's jazz. That's jazz. (laughs) That's a good way to end it off of that. So enjoy some playoff basketball, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a blast watching it, even though Steph hasn't been, hasn't played. So, I mean, playoff basketball just misses Steph, honestly. So hopefully we'll see him next year. So praying, praying that we see him next year and hope we can make another run at it. Sure. Uh, uh, and that'll conclude episode 43 of the Catch and Dubs podcast. Make sure you follow us on our socials on Twitter at Dubs Pod and on Instagram at Catch and Dubs Pod. And make sure you check out all episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And we'll catch you in the next one. Thanks, y'all. See y'all later.